1: Minneapolis, fueled by Lucky's Station.
2: That's our News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Another major concession by North Korea.
1: The country says it will dismantle its nuclear test site in less than two weeks in a dramatic event that would set up leader Kim Jong-un's summit with President Trump next month. The national
2: park around Hawaii's Kilauea is off-limits to visitors for fear the volcano will blow its top in the coming days. Correspondent Sophia Yan reports a geothermal energy plant on the slopes of the mountain has been of concern also. To
3: produce power, a flammable material called pentane is used. It's similar to lighter fluid. And the worry has been that if lava were to flow over or around the plant, that could cause a fire, potentially an explosion. Now, authorities have moved all 50,000 gallons of the stuff off-site to an industrial park and have shut the plant down.
1: The volcano has been oozing lava now for about a week, destroying dozens of homes and forcing some 2,000 people to evacuate. This is SRN News. Larry Elder explains what was wrong with the Iran deal. There's nothing to do with the other thing that Iran is doing. The missiles, uh, arming uh, Syria, helping uh, Al-Qaeda, founding Hezbollah, arming Hezbollah financing terror
4: financing other terror groups
1: covert terror group they're the ones financing the bad guys in Yemen
5: and none of that was included in the deal none of it
1: the Larry Elders Show afternoons at 5 on AM 1280 The Patriot Intelligent Radio
6: Just after 1pm here on The Patriot that means it's time for the Northern Alliance Radio Network with the headliner Mitch Berg he is coming up next lots to be said this weekend Mitch will say it all If there's any overflow, you can catch it at shotinthedark.info. Brad Carlson, the closer, is in tomorrow at 2 p.m. here on The Patriot. Together they are the Narn. A quick look at weather. We're going to top out in the low 60s today, mostly cloudy, maybe a shower this afternoon. Partly sunny and low 70s for Mother's Day.
0: The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management.
2: The show that is making talk radio great again, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. My name is Mitch Berg. My blog is shotinthedark.info. My other blog, True North, it's not really mine, it's a group blog, uh, True North, found at looktruenorth.com, the center for center-right political opinion in the upper Midwest, and uh, one of the finest sources of, of actual commentary you will find on Minnesota politics anywhere. Uh, b- by the way, I'm just the headliner edition, part of a three pronged assault on Twin Cities, uh, blue culture. The, of course, the other two being, uh, the closer edition, Brad Carlson, every Sunday from 2 to 3 on AM 12, uh, AM 1280. And our good friend King Banyan, every Saturday morning, 9 to 11, the King Banyan radio show, uh, doing the best show in America, Ergo the World on economics, uh, from 9 to 11 on AM 1440, The Businessman. Together. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network. I want to take a moment here just to chide some of my fellow conservatives just a tad. Now, now John McCain, uh, goes. we we go back a long ways with John McCain. We had John McCain on the broadcast about 10 years ago. Uh, So Tempest Fugit, he is, of course, dying of brain cancer right now. And John McCain has has always been a, a controversial figure in Republican politics. He was elected initially as a Reagan conservative. And he has spent the last 30 odd years in the Senate basically living down that, uh, appellation. He has been, uh, the voice of, quote, moderate republicanism. And, and he's done it to the point where he, he earned a form of immortality, uh, by becoming the, the, the part of a Berg's Law. Now, Berg's Law is, for, the, for those of you who've not Read them before. If you go to my blog, shotinthedark.info, in the menu bar on the right, you'll see a an item called Berg's Law, and what this what it is for those of you who don't already know is a series of inviolable laws of human behavior that I've observed uh, over the years of covering liberal America and liberal Minnesota, and to some extent conservatism as well. But it's mostly about liberals, mostly about the media, mostly, mostly about your fellow citizens who uh, live here in Minnesota and are liberals. One of those laws is the uh, Berg's Law, Eleventh uh, Law of Inverse Viability, and it reads like this: The when uh, the conservative that liberals respect—and I put that in scare quotes—for their conservative <laughs> principles will be the ones that uh, one that has the least chance of ever getting elected. And by the way, there are some corollaries, like like all sorts of scientific laws. There are corollaries to Berg's Eleventh Law: uh, the McCain Corollary. Uh, it re- and by the way, I m- wrote these long before uh, before John McCain was stricken with brain cancer and long, long, long before, even before he was nominated for the presidency in 2008. Most of these laws, uh, at least up through about the first dozen or so, were written before 2006. So they're going back a ways, and, and over time they have revealed themselves to be infallible and true. The McCain corollary to Berg's 11th law states, quote, If that respected conservative ever develops a chance of getting elected, that respect will turn into blind, unreasoning hatred overnight. Now, you recall this. If you've been listening to this show for 10 years, you know that a lot of liberals, including my father, who I respect very much, used to say for years, well, You know, John McCain, if only more Republicans were like John McCain, willing to be mavericks and reach across the aisle and and work with the Democrats, I I could see being a Republican if more Republicans were like that. And then he got nominated for the presidency. And suddenly John McCain, like George H.W. Bush before him, excuse me, George W. Bush before him and like uh, George H. W. Bush before him and like Ronald Reagan before him and like Mitt Romney after him and like Donald Trump today, suddenly John McCain, the maverick, every liberal's favorite Republican, became literally Hitler. (laughs) If a respected conservative, a conservative that is, quote, respected, end quote, uh, for for being a maverick and for reaching across the aisle, ever has a chance of getting elected. Ever has a chance of hurting liberalism. That respect will turn to blind, unreasoning hatred overnight, and it did. For those of you who were around back in two thousand eight, the left's hate machine turned out for John McCain, no different than they would have turned out for uh, any anybody even farther to the right. There's no difference. If you have an R in front of the name and you've got it, ch- and you're up against a Democrat for an office. The hate machine makes no distinction. By the way, there were other corollaries to Berg's 11th law. The Huckabee Corollary to the McCain Corollary uh, to Berg's 11th law. The Republican that the media covers most intensively before the nomination for any office will be the one that the liberals know they have the best chance of beating after the nomination and or will most cripple the GOP if nominated. By the way, I invoked the Huckabee Corollary to the McCain Corollary About this time two years ago when I figured Donald Trump was getting all of that luscious media coverage because the media figured in their infinite wisdom that Donald Trump would scupper the Republican Party. Oh, yeah. No, they had me fooled as well. I might need to add a a further corollary, at least uh, notate the Huckabee corollary, because before the 2012 election, who got all the media coverage? Mike Huckabee, the re- the Republican that had zero chance of getting elected against any Democrat. Well, there you go. John Huntsman, same thing. Of course, there's more corollaries. The the Reagan corollary to the Huckabee corollary to the McCain corollary to Berg's 11th law, the media and left, <clears throat> pardon the redundancy, will try to destroy the conservative they are most afraid of. Well, duh. <laughs> That's like uh, having a physical law saying gravity pulls down uh, seems obvious, but, well, it goes from there. The Boehner inversion to the Reagan corollary, to the Huckabee corollary, to the McCain corollary, to Berg's 11th law. Similarly, the Republican that the Democrats support is supported purely to wedge the conservative wing of the party away from the rest of the party. Hence the Democrats' occasional tongue-in-cheek support for John Boehner. Uh, This is going back to when Boehner was Speaker of the House, going back a ways now. So so John McCain has been the person that uh, has has been the, the, the source of Berg's 11th law since... Well, he was really the inspiration for the law, let's be honest, because he was, again, the Republican that Republicans, the Democrats, people like Laurie Sturtevant, I mean, perfect example, the, one of those Republicans that harkens back to the mythical era of early 70s and late 70s Minnesota politics when Republicans and Democrats supposedly worked together, well, They worked together because the Republican Party at that time was beaten down in a hollow shell of a party that uh, was alone among the nation's state Republican parties, ran with its hat in its hand to uh, beg atonement for Watergate by changing its name to the Independent Republican Party and declaring itself not really part of that national Republican outfit. Uh, That was the kind of stuff that Republicans back then were made of in Minnesota. And thank God that era is gone. Now, John McCain... Let's be honest, was a great American, uh, is a great American in many ways if you don't, even if you don't agree with his politics. I have taken some umbrage with some of the, uh, some of the decisions and statements he's been making as he reaches a twilight, it would seem, of his life with inoperable brain cancer, uh, urging Donald Trump not to attend his funeral, uh, but asking Mike Pence to show up, his former colleague, uh, that's his rights. I mean, boy, if there's ever a place where you ha- should have freedom of association is, it, is, it, is at the funeral one is planning for oneself. That being said, it struck me as just a little uh, cranky, but I don't know. On the other hand, uh, John McCain was a great American. He was shot down over Vietnam, uh, spent years as a prisoner of war and uh, survived and Took that legacy and, and that background and, and wrote it straight to the United States Senate in uh, nineteen, I believe eighty four. I want to say, and uh, yeah, was elected. I believe during uh, the beginning of Reagan's second term. Now, that all being said, and the fact that I disagree, like with, like a lot of you in my audience here, disagree with a lot of what John McCain has said over the years, and a lot of how he's said it, and a lot of the votes he's taken, a lot of the policies he's embraced that have. Gun decked conservatism in many ways. Some of the, some of the invective that's been hurled at him this past couple of weeks as, as quite frankly the countdown to his, his passing starts to accelerate has been off, uh, off the mark, has, has been over the top. Uh, a woman named Kelly Sadler in the White House, uh, made a, a wise crack about John McCain, uh, John McCain saying his vote wasn't really important on some, uh, judicial nominations. He says, well, he's not going to be around long enough to matter. That, that was, eh, semi plausibly or originally intended as a joke. What's And I'll, I don't know. I'll, I'll give someone the, the, the benefit of a doubt on that one. More, Above and beyond that, uh, an attack on McCain by a fellow military veteran and commentator stunned much of Washington, according to uh, news stories this past week when retired Air Force General Thomas McInerney said he, uh, he knows torture works. Uh by the way, attacking uh McCain's vote, uh his, his stated vote on the new CIA director. He says he knows it works because it made John McCain spill sensitive information to his captors during his years as a prisoner of war in Vietnam. Uh, quote, the fact is with John McCain, it worked on him. That's why I call him Songbird John, uh, General McInerney said Thursday on Fox Business Network. Now, that was a fairly remarkably tactless, tasteless attack from someone who, though he is a veteran and a rather high ranking one to the best of my knowledge has never been a prisoner of war. He's never had his te- teeth knocked out by any guards, never been starved and, and sickened for years and, and held in physically untenable positions for hours and days to get him to cough up the information. So that's one of the areas I think while I break with John McCain, in fact, break with him angrily on, on an issue or two, uh, that's way over the top, General McInerney, it should you happen to be listening. And, by the way, if you're one of the local conservatives who got your yucks out of that particular statement, I'd urge you to seriously reconsider where you're at with your life and what you think about life in in, in general. Because there's a problem. <laughs> anyway, 651-289-448 is the number to call. Just thought I'd throw that out there. Up next on the broadcast. If if you if you know one thing about Minnesota DFLers it's that they hate gated communities until now suddenly they're cool building that wall is suddenly perfectly fine for Minnesota DFLers more when we come back
6: Where do you go for the latest news and insight into what's happening in Minnesota policy and politics? Americans for Prosperity Radio. Join host Jason Flores for conversation about the issues that matter most and to get the knowledge you need to make a difference. From City Hall to the State Capitol to the halls of Congress, we're pulling back the curtain and giving you an inside perspective on the economy, health care, education, and more. Americans
1: for Prosperity, Saturdays at 4 p.m. on AM 1280. The Patriot.
7: It's not easy being a mom, but my Chrysler Pacifica makes soccer practice a little more fun. I can binge all my shows with the available Uconnect Theater, open the Stone Go seating to grab my hidden romance novel, or just jam out to the radio. Hey mom, what was that song? Huh? What song? <laughs> I, I, I didn't hear a song. Uh...
8: Chrysler
6: Pacifica. It's loaded with attitude. Chrysler is a registered trademark of FCA US
8: LLC. Don't miss Sandvold Financial Group's Money Talks radio show, here every Sunday morning at 9. Sandvold Financial Group is independent of Questar Capital Corporation, member FINRA, SIPC, and Questar Asset Management. Message and data rates may apply. Remembering when to change your fridge filter is a hassle. Remembering the right filter is almost impossible. So at Filters Fast, we have some good advice. Forget it. Instead, remember this. Text WATER11 to 443443 and check Fridge Filters off your to-do list forever. Get it all taken care of for a fraction of big box store prices with a Filters Fast brand filter. To see how much you can save, plus get free shipping, text WATER11 to 443443. With a huge range of brand name filters available, Filters Fast is America's number one online filtration company. And you can get a Filters Fast Brand filter for a fraction of the price, delivered to your door every time you need it. No need to remember. It's not a matter of if you need a fridge filter. Why not text to get it taken care of? To see how much you can save and get free shipping, text WATER11 to 443-443. That's water one to 443-443.
1: AM-1280, The Patriot, and iHeartRadio. They go together like Johnny and June. We've been talking about Jackson. Listen at iHeart.com or with the free iHeartRadio mobile app. Hit
2: it! AM-1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. 651 289 Four four eight eight, the number to call. Should you care to join me, 651-289-4488. Also, minding the conversation at hashtag N A R N. That's hashtag N A R N or N A R N
1: show. We're watching both.
2: I am
3: and I down. I'm not but I'm
0: known to so,
1: rock If you if you've ever
2: known or listened to Minnesota liberals chattering amongst themselves. One of the things that they just they hate the most and one of the stereotypes they go to the fastest whenever they refer to uh, traditional Republicans and their politics is they, they invoke the, the image of the gated community because they, they, they see them or at least they, 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 they use that uh, image – uh, to, to try to portray Republicans as as people who want to cut themselves off from the rest of the world, and uh, who want to keep the world away from them, who basically want to to buy themselves a little placidity, a little bit of uh, peace and, and quiet, and, and of course it's it's deeply misleading because of course Democrats are every bit as likely to live in gated communities, and in fact the reason you have communities like Edina and Roseville. And, uh, <laughs> at Bloomington, uh, going Democrat and more and more Democrat over the years is, of course, Democrats are fleeing the mess they made. And, and so when they yap about places like North Oaks being gated communities that, uh, that pay for their private security and their, their own little version of a little corner of the world cut off from the rest of the, the, the thrum of the metro area. It's just as likely to be Democrats living there. In fact, I would suggest perhaps more likely that, that the place is stuffed with Democrats. Although, uh, North Oaks does tend to vote Republican. I'll give them that much, but not nearly as, as lopsided as, as the imagery that they put out might have you think. But yet the gated community has its place, it seems, if you're a Minnesota DFL uh, I'm going to a piece that appeared in the Star Tribune uh, yesterday actually over this uh, past week, I believe it was Tuesday. Uh, in the heart of Minneapolis's Somali community, tenants of the cedar high-rise uh, public and uh, public housing complex gathered by the dozens on Monday to hear it out of the city planned to better keep them safe. The answer a six-foot-high fence, key fob access, and 17 security cameras. Uh, Mayor Jacob uh, Fry, uh, the council member, Abdi Warsami, who represents the area and representatives from the Minneapolis Public Housing Authority, detailed their plans for an $825,000 security upgrade uh, to the public housing complex. The project, which will be funded from the Public Housing Authority, came in response to years of concerns from residents who say it's been too easy for intruders to enter their community and hurt or steal from them. It's not a perfect solution, but we do think this will help in safeguarding the residents of this complex, many of whom have experienced fear and some actual assaults due to the fact that this complex is so open, said Mary Alice Smalls, a regional property manager who oversees the buildings. We would like to make it a lot harder for people to assault our residents inside this building and inside this campus. Now, the the Cedar High-Rise Apartments, Cedar High Apartment Complex, is four buildings uh, located in Cedar Riverside, and if you drive by Cedar Riverside, there are those four buildings that, that just ooze '60s and '70s public housing. They're 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 kind of beige with some multicolored panels, and they're they're some of the ugliest buildings you've ever seen in your life. They've always been eyesores on Minneapolis, uh, to on, on the Minneapolis skyline. They look like like grain elevators that someone threw up on. And quite frankly, I, I mean, and they've become, and they've been public housing pretty much all along. And they've always been dangerous. I remember, I remember going in there 25 years ago to try and help uh, a friend of a friend at the time uh, deal with a, an issue. And it was one of the dumbest things I've done because it was one in the morning and, and, and the place was overrun with every which kind of ne'er-do-well you can imagine. And, uh, and it got worse when i got to my friend of a friend's apartment but that's another story no the the place has always been overrun with crime and and the area has become more dangerous uh lately uh which is by the way why i i back during the election uh during the the, the caucuses actually when a bunch of uh, uh when there was an accusation that Republicans were uh, dropping hate literature under somali's doors i thought yeah right <laughs> bunch of a, a bunch of uh, white middle class people from the suburbs driving in their pickups to drop off hate literature are gonna stand out like a like a sore thumb around there uh it was an inside job folks i'd bet i'd bet in my humble opinion i would bet uh dimes to dollars and since we haven't heard anything about the quote investigation uh in the last three months i'm gonna call it I'm going to call it. Uh anyway, but now gating off this community to keep people out is suddenly a valid option. Uh, as opposed to uh, and and I get where it's it's you want to keep the people inside this this complex safe. Now, this complex was built, let's not put too fine a point on it, like all public housing, especially all public housing high-rises, it was built to be a place warehouse poor people. It's basically a warehouse to keep poor people close to the services that they need or the services that they use, and which, by the way, are provided to them by government, and provided to them by government workers who, uh, being Members of the bureaucracy uh, are see their livelihoods as being beholden to the bureaucracy and thus vote for the bureaucracy or at least pay public employee union dues to support the party that keeps the bureaucracy afloat. I mean, it's Minneapolis. Come on. No big mystery there, is it? It it, what this will do is provide a lot of money for for contractors who are in tight with the city, almost a million dollars worth of money that will be going to people who the city council and the city bureaucracy approves of, to do what? Put up a fence around the property to, because goodness knows 'er ne'er-do-wells can't jump a six-foot fence, 'er ne'er-do-wells can't steal key fobs. Ne'er do wells can't, uh, find other ways to infiltrate, uh, <laughs> security that, you know, this sort of half-hearted security theater that, uh, that the, the EFL is proposing for this here. This is, this is just basically more graft for the public class in Minneapolis. What needs to happen is the city government needs to, uh, re- start doing what's, what we pay, we, the taxpayers, uh, especially the Minneapolis taxpayers, but really, taxpayers statewide, since a good tr- a fair chunk of Minneapolis's budget comes from local government aid, which is basically the parts of the state that work, subsidizing the parts like Minneapolis that don't, uh, they really have a responsibility to all taxpayers to. Instead of trying, and by the way, futilely trying, and f- I-, I will predict failing to keep the criminals out, because goodness knows nobody's tried to put a fence around a public housing complex before, have they? No, there weren't fences around Cabrini Green. There weren't fences around all of the, the, the public housing complexes in Newark and the South Bronx that they had to dynamite because they were completely irreparable. No, 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 a fence will solve it this time. It didn't work in Chicago, New York, Newark, Camden, but maybe it'll work here. Huh. Because Minnesotans just get this so much better than everyone else. Uh, anyway, I, I think it's odd, you know. It, it's the, the Democrats want to build a wall and and make the people around the wall pay for it. Let's go to uh, the phones in Meesville. Big John uh, joins us. Uh, welcome to the broadcast, John.
4: Hello, Mitch. Um, you were talking about Johnny McCain, and, and I and I. I love him dearly. When he was flying in Vietnam, he was an absolute stud. You know, he's a good-looking jet pilot, son of a prominent guy, and all that sort Son of stuff.
2: and grandson of an ad, of admirals, that's right.
4: Exactly. I mean, you want to talk bloodline, there's a bloodline. <laughs> okay? Yep. Now, what has happened is that he's really totally, completely unwound in the last 20 years. Oh, yeah. And unfortunately, what used to be a, a tight fastball's turned into a hanging curve, and <laughs> he just and he and he quite frankly has lost his relevance and was in fact irrelevant when he was running for president when they gave him literally out there just as the I don't know the uh, the goat to uh, put up something. I, I just yeah. The Judas Goat uh, for the Republican Party. I don't think he's been a Republican for fifteen years, and he he wants to be a maverick, and he's become irrelevant. And has been for a while. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. What do you think?
2: I can hardly argue with it. Uh, Big John, thanks for your call. Thanks uh, for uh, joining us from Meesville today. Uh, yeah, yeah there, There's a point to be I mean, the, the fact is, in deliberative bodies, some form of compromise is inevitable. It, that is a fact. And I, I say this to some of my friends who say, well, why, doesn't, why don't Republicans just hold their ground on absolutely everything? Well, it'd be nice if more of them did, but the fact is in deliberative bodies, you're going to have to reach some agreements with the other side, but... You don't have to start off giving away the farm, uh, from the word go, like John McCain did on too many issues, more and more over the years, uh, when he was part of the Gang of Eight, when he was voting on Obamacare, when he was voting on on issue after issue after issue, where he basically, uh, turned on the GOP, especially on the conservative wing of the GOP, right out of the gate. Donald Trump is right. You don't give away everything when you start your negotiations. That's one area where Trump's got it all over McCain. And by the way, his, uh, McCain's, uh, turning on Sarah Palin, his vice presidential uh, nominee. Uh, I'm here to tell you, uh, you can say what you will about Sarah Palin in retrospect over this last 10 years and, and what's become of her personality and what, what, where's suitability for the vice presidency, perhaps? But I'm here to tell you, I was there. In fact, I was literally there at the convention. And I'm going to say the enthusiasm for John McCain running for president did not even budge the needle until he nominated Sarah Palin. So, gun-decking her was an incredibly poor taste. I'll I'll just leave it at that. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM A, The Patriot. Go nowhere. Be right back.
5: The government will always try to shortchange you in an eminent domain case. If Schnitker Law doesn't get you more money, you don't pay them. Kirk Schnitker from the Schnitker Law Office knows how to get the money you're due. He'll prove your property is more valuable than what the government says it is. Because of the hassle, most of the time a property owner settles for a smaller portion of what they should be paid. Schnitker Law often gets double or triple what the government offers you. Unless you know the law and how it benefits you, you can end up leaving a lot of money on the table. Don't go it alone and settle for less. Call Schnitker Law. They use appraisers and their extensive knowledge of the law. They know condemnation rules, and they know how to negotiate with the government. Schnitker Law uses all these skills to get you what you deserve. Don't take the government's lowball offer. If Schnitker Law doesn't get you more money, you owe them nothing. There's no risk. Call today, 763-252-0114. Schnitker Law Office, online at mnlaw.net. That's mnlaw.net.
8: I just saved hundreds of dollars by
1: switching to Geico. I feel like a whole new person. Disclaimer, you will not become a whole new person. This is impossible. You might be able to join a gym or diet program, buy a new wardrobe, get hair implants, but your DNA and physical form will remain the same. Geico waives any and all liability if you attempt to become a new person, except a cyborg. If you choose to become a half-human, half-cybernetic organism with lasers for eyes, the Geico legal team would be cool with that because, quote, laser eyes are pretty sweet. Pew, 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 end quote. Geico, 15
0: minutes could save you 15% or more. Okay, so the big question for any decision you're going to make, is this actually going to work? Well, if you've heard about MetaShare, which is a brilliant way of sharing healthcare care costs, you may have wondered that. Does it work? Well, so did Dr. Stuart Hoover, who initially joined to save a lot of money. The typical family saves about $500
5: a month. Stuart saved even more. When we first joined... Uh, MediShare, we were immediately going from a little over $1,600 a month down to
2: uh, $460 basically a month.
0: So that's wonderful. But then his wife needed emergency surgery and the bills added up to $160,000.
2: So
5: we were seeing the bills coming in and then the bills were being paid. Portions were being
2: shared. And the end result of this is this bill was taken care of.
0: Yes, MediShare works, and it's so easy to get your questions answered too, so why not? You can call right now. 844-41-BIBLE. That's 844-41-BIBLE. 844-41-BIBLE. AM 1280,
2: The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. 651-289-4488. Go Nowhere. We're back.
3: when I wake, overtake me.
2: You can also join me on Twitter at hashtag Narn Show, N-A-R-N show. So one of the things I've been poking, I don't know, fun at, in a sense, ever since the election of Donald Trump is is the reaction of his critics who have christened themselves the resistance now i have poured down my venom on anyone who would refer to themselves as resistance for the last year and a half oh no i'm talking to get to this part here carry on Anyway, my point being, if you want to call yourself your, the resistance, as I've said on this show many times, you're putting yourself up there. You're, you're basically appropriating uh, the term from people who risked their lives, their families' uh, lives, their, their everything. Uh, to fight against Nazis and against the j- occupying Japanese in the Philippines and in China. See, that's resistance, folks. People who, who fought back against all hope, uh, to, to fight back against tyranny when there was no hope. As opposed to a bunch of plush bottom yoohoos in Highland Park who gather at coffee shops and eat, uh, <laughs> frittatas and drink lattes and, and talk about how they're the oppressed ones. And and we're we're seeing this, by the way, and I, and I bring this up because it's something that's been in the news here lately. Uh, Donald Trump, of course, uh, in recent weeks has has pulled back from the Iran nuclear deal. Now, uh, this was a deal that was set up by, under Barack Obama, and and a completely flouting, in complete violation of the Constitution. I mean, basically, he set up a treaty with a foreign government, but managed to do it by executive order, essentially uh, flouting the Senate's authority to negotiate a treaty or to approve treaties with foreign powers. And and by the way, when when liberals, when your liberal friends say, well, Donald Trump is acting like an imperial president, you, you need to respond to them, folks. He is walking through a door that Barack Obama opened for him. Barack Obama ran an imperial presidency like no president since Arguably FDR, Franklin Delano Roosevelt uh, certainly had his electoral majority, so he was able to ram down an awful lot of terrible policy with the aid of a compliant Congress. Uh, Barack Obama had a compliant Congress for the first two of his eight years and uh, certainly jammed down what he could, but even against against a Democrat-dominated Congress in his first two years, he was strictly limited. When it came to the Iran deal, him and and John Kerry, who was the worst secretary of state since Hillary Clinton, basically had to completely flout the Constitution because they knew they would never pass a Republican Senate because the Republican Senate, even dominated as it is by the likes of John McCain on the Republican side, was too smart to pass a treaty as stupid and short-sighted as the Iran nuclear deal. I mean, here's what happened. The, The... I'll make a long story short because a lot of complications to this. But essentially, what happened is uh, the the Iran nuclear deal got the Iranians to basically concede to not not work on nuclear weapons for a a period of time. There's a sunset clause in this, by the way, uh, and and the same sort of uh, scrutiny of their nuclear program that. Uh, The Iraqis had back in the day, i.e., you know, or or that the Korea North Koreans had, and 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 basically was and it basically gave them that with that assurance, uh, gave them back first of all uh, hundreds of millions of dollars in funds that had been frozen uh during the overthrow of the Shah and when Iran got into international terror 35 years ago and that has been sitting, had been sitting in American uh, banks ever since then uh frozen it was given back basically given back to the mullahs who uh who who basically turned around and used it a to enrich themselves b to continue funding the international terrorism that Iran has been neck deep in ever since the overthrow of the Shah they funded Hamas they fund Hezbollah. They fund. Uh, they funded, uh, and they're continuing to fund the Syrian regime that is engaged in the civil war, and funding funding them, giving the ability to buy the weapons that they're using to attack the people who are revolting against the government. Oh, and by the way, yes, some of the people revolting against the government are ISIS. Some of them are not. Uh, it doesn't matter. The the Iranians are basically funding the whole thing. Uh, They've also been funding Hamas and Hezbollah and their attacks on Israel for the last 35 years and provide one of the big remaining sources of funding for anti-Israeli terrorism. And the Iran deal that Obama and Kerry struck touches none of that. It leaves them as the, the major, not only leaves them as the major funder of terrorism left in the world, Especially now that the Saudis are getting out of the business of funding Wahhabism, but it, it it gave them the money back to do it. Hundreds and by the way, I brought this up in a in a liberal social media forum, and it in an episode that further reinforced my theory that Minnesota liberals never ever ever learn how to debate uh conservatives, because they are never faced with any conservative ideas as anything but a cartoon. Uh they got through one round of factoids and started the name calling. Inevitably they, they their response was, well, they were owed that money. To which I responded, Well, yeah, in exactly the same way we owed Nazi Germany the money that we froze after they invaded Poland. <laughs> yeah, they they were owed that money contingent on changing their behavior. And anyone who could say that the Iranians changed their behavior, except perhaps, arguably, vis-a-vis uh, slowing down their nuclear weapons program—a a program, by the way, that was stalled and 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 ham, hamstrung by well, Israeli sabotage. I mean, and Israeli interference. And by the way, thank goodness for it. <laughs> you know, the the Iranians' uh, nuclear program has has been. Stonewalled, stonewalled by, by Mossad's interference for, for years now, and, and it's entirely likely that the Iranians were going to have a hard time ever getting a bomb built under the circumstances. So how, what's where's, where's, the, where's the problem? They get hundreds of millions of dollars. They slowed down a program that wasn't going to go anywhere anytime really, really soon because of the Israelis' efforts and they they get to plow their money both back into their own pockets if you're a mullah and back into the pockets of your clients in terror states overseas win 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 for the Iranians well, christening itself the resistance uh the European left is uh gathering its its efforts to try and and quote resist uh donald Trump in his uh in his efforts on, in in normalizing. Uh, denormalizing the Iranians. Uh, a uh, editorial came out in the German magazine Der Spiegel uh, by a, a fellow named Krauss Brink, uh, uh this past week. Uh, ty- uh, in translation, it says, Time for Europe to join <clears throat> the resistance. U.S. President Donald Trump's decision to withdraw from the Iran nuclear deal marks the temporary suspension of the transatlantic alliance. What now? <sighs> First of all, Mr. Brinkboehmer, Uh, If if you want to suspend the Transatlantic Alliance, uh, a.k.a. the the political undercurrent of NATO that that has left Germany defended and able to spend all sorts of extra money on its economy that it doesn't have to spend on defense, thanks to the American taxpayer, by all means do. Back the heck out. Deal with the Russians on your own. Good luck with that. Didn't work so hot the last time, did it? Uh, anyway, Mr. Brinkboimer exhibits the sort of keen misunderstanding of fact that uh, that well creates leftists all over the world. Uh, the most shocking—I'll re- uh, I'll read a part of it here because it's it's just this cavalcade of of, of idiocy. Trump wants to bring the Iran regime to its knees uh, with sanctions, but domestic political considerations in Tehran make it unlikely the country will buckle. Leaders who demonstrate weakness in Iran are discarded. Seems more likely they will close ranks. Well, that's what dictatorships do. You have to keep looking like a dictator to not get 9 millimeter flu. And what are the benefits of Washington's radical move? There are none, just chaos where there was once order just chaos where there was once order the order in iran is millions of dollars a year and and dozens of iranian operatives operating with everyone's knowledge in places like lebanon and syria and uh, throughout the arabian peninsula and in iraq i mean i mean iran was responsible through its operatives for the deaths of countless Americans because it was in their interests to stir up agitation against the American occupiers after we deposed Hussein. And this is the order that the, the Iran has been in since I was in college. This is the order that Mr. Brinkmeyer wants to preserve. Oh, I, by the way, let's not forget the German left and, and – uh, and firms associated with it uh, will will lose out on this because, of course, Europeans have no problems flouting American sanctions. And one of the benefits of Washington's radical move, there are none, just chaos where there is one sort of. The most shocking realization, however, is the one that affects us directly. The West, as we once knew it, no longer exists. Well, if that's true, it's because of the endless efforts of people like Der Spiegel magazine. Our relationship with the U.S. cannot currently be called a friendship. It can hardly be referred to as a partnership. You've not been partners since the end of the Cold War, Hans. Welcome to the party. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280 the Patriot. More when we come back. Go nowhere.
1: AM 1280, The Patriot.
5: Whoever said an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure might have been dealing with a stopped-up sewer. Before a clogged drain takes the fun out of your next party, call Benjamin Franklin Plumbing for a checkup. Benjamin Franklin will use their cameras to see exactly what's going on in your pipes. They'll unclog and speed up your drains. Once they're clean, Benjamin Franklin will show you how to keep them that way, too. Now save $54 off any drain cleaning. Call them today. Benjamin Franklin, the punctual plumber. 877-BEN-1776.
2: I was skeptical when I heard that your family bank could help me pay off my mortgage and get out of debt in under 10 years with my current income. Hi, my name is John. I'm a Patriot listener and a financial executive here in town. As such, I understand numbers. Using your family bank, my family will go from a $292,000 mortgage with 22 years remaining and $40,000 of additional debt to being totally out of debt, including the mortgage, in 9.8 years. We'll save $103,000. If you don't have a program which will get your family totally out of debt, including your
5: mortgage, in less than 10 years just by redirecting your current cash flow, you need to talk with Daniel of Your Family Bank, who's right here in the Twin Cities. Thanks, John. This is Daniel Altwig of Your Family Bank. My friend, there's no risk nor obligation to find out for yourself. Go to daniel.yourfamilybank.org, click on the request tab in the upper right-hand corner, and leave your contact information. daniel.yourfamilybank.org. That's Daniel yourfamilybank.org Oh, long
1: time no see. It's me, the rock t-shirt in the back of your closet. <laughs> Dude, remember? You crowd surfed in me, man. But you haven't worn me in like forever. I get it, you're retired. But I still got some rock left in me. So take me to Goodwill, where I can really make a difference.
8: Your donations to Goodwill create jobs, training programs, and education assistance for people in your community. To find your nearest donation center, go to Goodwill.org. Donate stuff. Create jobs. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council.
3: Are you drowning in IRS tax debt?
0: I owe the IRS $37,000.
3: Get ready for a toll-free hotline. Take advantage of new IRS tax forgiveness programs that may protect you from IRS collection agencies. They have the power to garnish your wages, put liens on your property, and levy your bank account. Civic Tax Relief can help protect you from the IRS.
5: Civic Tax Relief basically represented me against the IRS, and by the time everything was completed, I didn't know the IRS anything.
3: Find out about the Fresh Start program that is now available through Civic Tax Relief. Civic Tax Relief's special tax hotline can help you discover all the relief programs available for free.
5: I would recommend anyone who has a tax problem to
2: contact Civic Tax Relief.
3: Just call 800-210-6779. 800-210-6779. Nine. Don't wait. Call now. 800-210-6779.
2: 800-210-6779. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. A lot of fun stuff coming up here at am A. The Patriot. Stuff I can't tell you about yet. Trust me, it's gonna be big, it's gonna be huge. You're gonna get tired of winning. So I, win. I, 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 I talked about Der Spiegel writing about how how it has joined the resistance to Donald Trump because. Uh, Donald Trump has cut off the the deal under which Iran was free to foment terrorism without uh, around the world including uh throughout the middle east and europe without uh any any Well, uh, uh, something that his uh the the writer's editorial or op-ed piece completely ignored obviously it's, it's there's just, there's just it, it drives me crazy because whatever you you see anybody uh, the Trump uh, Trump and people like Trump around the world uh, taking chunks out of these bureaucratic uh, agreements that are not what they are sold as. Things like uh, the Iran deal, the Tokyo Accords, Brexit, uh, the... the 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 crowd of people in this world, and they tend to be on the left, who rejoice in the in the the science and technique of maneuvering the levers of power and have so much fun playing with government. Act like the world's going to come to an end. Uh, They're doing it with the Iran deal. They did it with the Tokyo, with the Kyoto, sorry Kyoto Accords. Uh, They're doing it with uh, they did it with Brexit. Uh, By the way, England is still there. The United Kingdom still exists. It's been, what, two years now, uh, since, since they chucked the Europe or started trying to chuck the European Union. And, 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 by the way, it, it, it goes on and on from there. We see this all over the place. And, and, and in the article that I just read, or at least introduced you to, uh, in Der Spiegel, which I'll be writing about next week at shotinthedark.info, uh, the writer who is like everyone with Der Spiegel, uh, which, by the way, uh, is, is, a solidly leftist magazine. And you can, and you can, you know this at least in Europe, by the way. I'll just give them this much. In Europe, newspapers and magazines are upfront about their political loyalties and about their political orientations, and Der Spiegel is pretty much with the, the Social Democrat left, uh, at the very least, uh, in German politics. There are magazines and newspapers that are more to the center right, uh, I, Particularly enjoy reading Frankfurter Allgemeine, but that's just to practice my German and also because, well, they do better reporting than most American newspapers, especially on world issues. Anyway, the part I'm actually, the reason I actually read that, that story was because it, it, it highlights something about the so-called resistance that I want to make sure that you, the audience, observe and are aware of and can observe further and fully when other leftists try it out and about in society, especially over this next year, uh, as we come up towards the elections, the midterms, and of course, uh, potentially towards Donald Trump's uh, attempt to get reelected. And that is the idea of, of a resistance that can only exist... Uh, in the context of a society, of the society they're trying to resist against. I mean, when you have someone like, like, uh, Mr. Brinkmeyer in Der Spiegel writing about how the United States has, uh, deserted at least the left, left leaning parts of Europe, uh, with this, uh, with pulling out of the Iran deal, you have to realize that, that this was because Donald Trump Whatever you want to say about him was looking for out for the best interests of the country that made Europe the stable, safe, peaceful place it is. I mean, how do you think Europe, especially Germany, became what it is today—the the liberal, social welfare, democracy, the 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 pacifistic uh, society that it is today? It's because millions of our forefathers, and perhaps some of you in my audience, yet. Spent the best of your years of your lives teaching them to value peace at gunpoint, at bomb point, from the turret of your Sherman tank. See, twice we had to go overseas and teach these people to stop invading each other, to stop hurting their people and people that they conquered into gas chambers. And we did this by looking out not only for our interests, but for theirs as well. Because believe me, it would have been in our interests perfectly well to not go storming ashore at Omaha Beach. And so when people like Mr. Brinkmeyer talk about their commitment to the Western alliance, this is a Western alliance that has always been paid for with American dollars and American blood. And for the 50 years Ah, excuse me, the 40 years from the, the end of the Korean War till the fall of the Berlin Wall, the risking of the blood of every single American. So that's what you're resisting, Mr. Brinkmeyer. Now, let's go back to the idea of the resistance, the, 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 the idea that Democrats in America, let's leave the Europeans out of it for a moment here, but let's let's talk about uh, some of the the leading lights of the resistance. Mario uh, Cuomo, uh, excuse me, Andrew Cuomo, the son of former New York Governor Mario Cuomo, is currently the governor of of New York State. And if you follow Second Amendment issues, you know Andrew Cuomo is no friend of the Second Amendment advocate. Uh, he's, he's done his best to turn New York into a gun-free zone. He's got opposition upstate, but New York city and the downstate parts that are completely controlled by the Democrats in every possible way are a gun-free cesspool that it shows. And by the way, the crime rates are going back up in New York because without uh, strong police work, but from the likes of, uh, Rudy Giuliani and even yes, Michael Bloomberg, uh, places like New York City cannot be sustained as crime-free areas or low crime areas like they were under Giuliani and, yeah, Bloomberg. But while Andrew Cuomo doesn't want, and by the way, he's a, he's a vehement op- opponent of your Second Amendment rights, but Governor uh, Cuomo apparently has, uh, has his, uh, Has things that he he's willing to to empower citizens to do Uh, to stop the Interior Department's approval of offshore drilling off New York. He vows to quote commission a citizen fleet from throughout the state to go out and interfere with their federal drilling effort, just like Winston Churchill. He said, "This is a quote did in Dunkirk. If you think I'm kidding, I'm not, and I'm going to lead that citizen fleet." To which, uh, uh, Paul Maringoff at Powerline probably, well, maybe the Staten Island Ferry can be commandeered to serve as a fleet command vessel for Admiral Cuomo's strike force. This is the resistance. People who, who want to, <laughs> almost too laughable to think about Andrew Cuomo uh, commissioning a citizen fleet to go out and interrupt uh, offshore drilling. Um, that would be interesting to watch, but this is, this is, the, this is the sort of lunacy that, that is behind, quote, the resistance, end quote, to Donald Trump. And, and we're seeing a backlash to it. That's the, that's the important part. Here in the United States, we are seeing the first elements of a backlash to this liberal entitlement that, that characterizes itself as the resistance. I want to talk about that after the break here. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Go nowhere. Be right back. We are the Sultan.
7: We're 4imprint, promotional product experts at your service. We're giving away the latest issue of Amplify, the digital magazine that reveals promotional product success stories absolutely free to everyone who texts BAG11 to 88988.
0: This is David Davenport of the Hoover Institution for townhall.com. The U.S. Department of Education recently released national test scores for American 4th and 8th grade students in math and reading. They call it the nation's report card. I call it a dismal failure, no better than a D. Only about a third of American 8th graders scored as proficient in reading and math, along with around 40% of 4th graders. Despite massive expenditures and countless reform efforts, there was essentially no improvement over the test four years ago. It's been almost a decade since there was significant growth in the scores. The new Secretary of Education is advocating more parental choice through charter schools and vouchers. In the face of these results, it would be hard to argue that it isn't time to try something new. As Albert Einstein said, insanity
1: is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. I'm David Davenport. For more information and to sign up for our podcast, please visit townhallreview.com.
0: The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu.
8: Would you like to protect your nest egg? At
0: Online Trading
8: Academy, we teach the skills to grow and protect your investments. Learn this rules-based strategy with our best-in-class instructors, teaching you how to get your arms around your money so you can retire with no worries. Learn the skills to profit from the markets going up or down by joining us for a comprehensive free workshop by calling pound 250 on your cell phone. Use the keyword OTA. Again, that's pound 250, keyword
1: OTA. AM 1280, The Patriot is WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis